Welcome to Parenting Unchained, the radio show that helps parents find the joy and success God intended in the difficult work of parenting. Every week, we'll bring you sound advice that passes a three-part test. First, it must be biblical, built on the solid foundation of God's Word. Second, it must be practical. Parents must be able to put the advice to work right away. Third, it must produce long-term effect and benefit our children into their adult years. Here's our host, author, and trainer for the National Center for Biblical Parenting, Dr. Jim Dempsey. Welcome to Parenting Unchained. Our purpose is to help parents enjoy the wonderful privilege of parenting by learning God's way to do it. Any other way leads to shackles of ignorance and ineffectiveness. Satan loves it when Christian parents ignore God's way of parenting, and he's happy to lead parents astray with his various deceptions. Today, I want to help parents by sharing about the most important parent training you can obtain. I know this sounds boastful because this is a seminar I teach, and I'd love to teach it at your church, but I think I can back up my boasts, and that's what I'll do today, explaining the value of this life-changing seminar. That brings me to today's quote. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. That was spoken by C.S. Lewis, the famous apologist and author in Christian uh, books. It's tempting for parents who have raised their kids for a few years to think they have it down. They feel like it's a waste of time to go to a seminar for parent training. But learning how to parent God's way is anything but a waste of time, and it's not natural, so it must be learned. I realize this as a parent of grown kids. I wish I'd been humble enough when my kids were little to take time for training in the incredibly important job of parenting the hearts of my kids. So let me share an analogy with you about this. When Gail and I built our dream home, we did it in stages because we wanted to use the very best materials, yet we didn't want to break the bank. So we splurged on things like a great architect to turn our basic plants into construction drawings. On a plumber that we knew, a great one, uh, we wanted to put in concrete piers to give it strength. We put in two-by-six walls to provide extra energy savings, a top brand of double-hung windows and custom ash cabinets in our kitchen. We built the walls for several rooms because we knew we would need them someday, but by leaving them unfinished, we could stay within our budget. A few years later, we came back and finished the game room. After that, we finished the top floor with a full bathroom, a, a bedroom, and two huge closets, all of which started out as just an extra large attic. We eventually built a great livable house, though not all of it was finished at first. That's a great analogy for the parenting seminar I'm going to talk about today. It has all the necessary teachings you need to get started in the most important parts of parenting, but there are plenty of other great books and seminars that can add on to it to make your parenting the very best. This seminar provides the foundation, the roof, the sturdy walls, all the basics a family needs to make a godly, relationship-oriented home. When parents finish our seminar, they know four key aspects of good parenting. To me, these four aspects are the most important things to know and do. The creators of the seminar are Dr. Scott Taransky and Mrs. Joanne Miller, founders of the National Center for Biblical Parenting, the sponsors of this show, and they've entrusted this basic seminar to me and other trainers around the country. So I'm grateful that they've left this seminar to us because I think it's their best one among all the seminars they've created. They lead other seminars, like one on the concept of honor as the secret ingredient of family life. They teach seminars on attitudes and how to change them, on the role of the conscience and how to develop internal motivation in your children. But they've trusted Gail and me with this seminar titled Cooperation, Consequences, and Keeping Your Sanity. Sounds good for parents, right? 
It's definitely the foundational seminar parents need to attend when their kids hit the preschool years. When you get into that stage where your kids start to rebel and start to do things that you need to correct, this is so important for you. Let me explain the four parts of the seminar and why they're critical for all parents. The first part is about learning to give good instructions that kids can and will follow. You may think this is elementary stuff, but most parents will admit that getting their kids to obey is an area of need. We call this an instruction routine because there are several steps to it, and each step is important for the overall success of your instruction. Each step, and there are five steps for the parent and five corresponding steps for the child, each of those includes a way to see into the heart of your child, to really see what's going on in their attitudes. That's the number one goal of the whole seminar, to teach parents to train the hearts of their children, not just outward behavior. Before I go on, I want to camp on this idea for just a minute. Let me remind you of the Bible story of Samuel and David in 1 Samuel 16, uh, that chapter. If you recall, the first king of the nation of Israel was Saul. He was a good king at first, but he had a problem in following God's directions. He was rebellious, and this rebellious heart took him down a dark path of utter destruction. God determined to replace Saul with another king. And he sent Samuel, the prophet, to the home of Jesse to find this new king. God had told Samuel that among the sons of Jesse, he would point out the new leader for Israel. So Samuel arrived and looked at the first of the sons that were brought to him, and he thought to himself, this must be the one. Look at how tall and how noble he looks. Looks just like a king to me. But God said to Samuel, verse 7, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him, for God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Here we learn that even godly men like Samuel look at the outward appearance, but God is always more concerned about the heart. We as parents, like Samuel, can be deceived to work primarily on our kids' behavior, on their outward appearance, but God wants us to train their hearts. God always cares more about the heart than behavior because if we get the heart right, behavior will follow. Jesus said this in Matthew 23, verses 25 and 26. Speaking to the Pharisees, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. He really got after those Pharisees because their hearts were not clean. Outwardly, they looked great, right? But inside, he could see that their hearts were corrupt. So parents, if you will invest your efforts in discerning the hearts of your children and work toward the training of the heart, behavior will follow. Now, back to the seminar. The first part of the seminar helps parents develop an honoring and effective instruction routine. And if we can do better at this, our families will run much more smoothly. Kids will obey better when their parents learn to give directions in the best way possible. But kids are kids, and they don't always do as we ask. And so we have to step in and correct them, and that becomes the second part of our, our seminar. We've taught uh, um, an important instruction routine, but now we have to correct. So we teach a very important first step in this correction routine. All parents have a correction routine, and it goes something like this, probably. You give an instruction, and, the, and your child dawdles or doesn't obey at all. Parents get distracted then, and 
and then they wonder why kids don't follow through. Eventually, the parent gets angry because they've told their kids three or four times. And then they begin to shout, or maybe they punish harshly with, with some tool that they think is appropriate for the crime. Maybe a spanking or a tongue lashing or both, or timeout or grounding or whatever else comes to mind. This usually is a spontaneous reaction, not a well-planned discipline episode. And both sides leave with hard feelings or residual anger. Parents angry at their kids, kids angry at their parents. Some parents go one step more, and it's good, and try to give a hug or say something kind so the child knows that they still love them. But even this is not well planned or executed. Most parents just go on with their busy lives and expect their kids to get over it. We teach parents a much better routine called a break that helps the child settle down, get under control, think about what they've done, and develop a plan for doing better the next time. In this process, we train the heart in repentance. That's a very important biblical concept. Uh, you can see how we're talking about spiritual things here. We teach them about values behind our rules and in planning for better behavior the next time the same situation arises. So in the instruction routine, and now in this first step of correction, the break, we are addressing not only the behavior of our kids, we, we certainly want to address that, but we're, we're really diving down, digging into the heart attitudes, which ultimately drive our kids' behavior. In our seminar, we give many more details and instructions about how to do this with kids at all ages. We tell about how to help kids learn to think about discipline differently and how we should think about discipline differently. And we teach our kids to take responsibility for putting themselves in a break. That's a great thing to learn. Throughout the seminar, we're helping parents shift the burden of responsibility to the child. So many times, parents take all the responsibility on themselves, on themselves and don't shift the responsibility to their kids. And we want them to do that. Kids need to learn to have the responsibility to maintain their own behavior. And we want to do this as the child's age allows. The first key part of the seminar teaches that better instruction routine. The second one, second part of the seminar teaches a great first step in a heart-based discipline routine. The third key part provides parents with a whole toolbox of consequences. But before I share that with you, I want to thank you for listening to Parenting Unchained. I'm Dr. Jim Dempsey. If you're just joining us, I'm sharing a preview kind of an overview of the most important parenting seminar you can at attend as a parent. I know that uh, it sounds maybe over the top, but it's really not. I really do believe that this is the most important parenting training you can get. It's so foundational. How so much of life happens in the instruction routines and the discipline routines that you have with your children all through their growing years. If we can get this right, we can do spiritual training. We can train the hearts. But if we do it wrong, we can really cause some problems as our kids grow. To find out more about the seminar, to bring it to your church, you can contact me at jimd at biblicalparenting.org, or I can give you my, my phone number, which is 817-907-0727. I'm serious about this, parents. Uh, you want to bring this to your church or to your school. We can do this in schools, both private and public schools. Um, and so we'd love to do it uh, where you can come and hear it. Sometimes a break is not enough to get the child headed in the right direction. And it's not the best tool to use at a given moment. The break is not something that you can do maybe at, while you're at the grocery store while, with your kids. It can be used over and over in a given day. And so it's useful at any age, at any time, but it's not always enough. Maybe there's 
other tools that you need to use at particular times. Sometimes kids need other consequences to move them toward the heart character that you want to develop in them. We think of discipline techniques like the various tools that a master mechanic has. He has tools for various jobs, some large and powerful tools, and others small and delicate tools. Each of those tools has its particular use, and what works in one situation is just wrong for other situations. Parents need lots of tools, and we teach them about seven categories of discipline tools, when to use each of the tools, and then we teach them tips for making them most effective. Uh, these are, are things that allow the parent to feel totally prepared so that in any situation they don't panic. They, they know they have various tools to use and when one tool stops working they can shift to another tool. And that's just a part of raising young kids. Uh, sometimes they grow wise to our tools and we need to come up with some other consequences. Most parents forget that we don't just need to give consequences for the wrong thing but we also need to encourage the right thing. Many parents say, I've tried everything. And by that, they usually mean that they've tried several of, of their uh, preferred punishment, punishment techniques, maybe one or two. They really haven't tried a lot of different things. But biblical discipline training also includes training to do the right thing, not simply punishing when our kids do the wrong thing. We teach this as one of our seven categories. Here's just one example of that kind of training. If your child is being disrespectful, we teach you how you could train them to greet others in a respectful tone. That's an important part of learning to care about others and relate to others. We teach you how uh, to help your child speak to others in a respectful voice and how to disagree respectfully. That's a very important piece of learning to be respectful. Uh, there are going to be disagreements, but how do you do that respectfully? We often think kids should know these things right off the bat, but the truth is they don't. They need training in how to think, how to speak, and how to act. Your approval is a powerful tool, so we teach parents to set up situations where the child can succeed in these new training regimens, and then you can reward them with your approval and your encouragement, and this keeps the ball rolling in the right direction. It gets the ball rolling in the right direction sometimes. Often, punishment just wears out. And it becomes ineffective because we use it so often. So parents must provide regular doses of positive training along with some consequences, negative consequences from time to time. Now we're ready to look at the fourth part of this seminar. And it might just be the most important part of all. We teach parents to end all of their discipline times, no matter which consequence you use, in a positive way that keeps maintaining uh, keeps and maintains relationship and it motivates your child to go forward and do better the next time a problem situation arises. We call this a positive conclusion. Ending on a positive note is a biblical principle. Jesus did this with the woman uh, caught in the act of adultery. Remember he said, told her, uh, sin no more, go your way. No one is uh, here to accuse you. So he, he ended with relationship with her. He told parables about kings and wealthy landowners who rewarded their servants, who fulfilled their responsibilities. This was pointing to the need to, to, to maintain relationship and give rewards. God ends his discipline times with us on a positive note, and he maintains relationship with us. It's part of the big story of the Bible that God ends this whole regime, this whole life in a positive way. The book of Revelation points to this positive ending. 
practically speaking, a positive ending to your discipline times with your kids helps you to keep your relationships with them strong. The constant need to correct our kids can add tension in the home, so we have to regularly work to diminish that tension. It's not simply giving a hug after a spanking. That's good, but it's not the same as this positive conclusion. A positive conclusion is a strategic conversation to have with a child that deals with their past behavior. It acknowledges it. It doesn't ignore it. It engages their thinking about values and rules, the values behind your rules, and it helps your child develop a forward look that is both hopeful and thoughtful. We end by expressing confidence in our kids to do better the next time a similar temptation arises. And so we, we protect relationship in this whole process. And of course, we're, we're dealing with the heart as we do this, thinking about relationship. That's a, a heart matter. This seminar creates a powerful framework for giving instructions and for responding in planned and effective ways when our kids don't obey. So let me just kind of review that just a little bit. Part one is, is learning how to give an effective instruction, how to do it in a way that induces your child to be more likely to uh, obey you, to cooperate with you. It teaches them the responsibility of obedience, and it teaches some very critical little steps that you may overlook that have a big impact on the way that instruction is, is uh, given and the way it's handled. It avoids those negative instruction routines or teaches you a, a substitute for that so that you don't have to resort to anger or just simply power um, in getting your kids to obey you. And of course, that is, is good for the hearts of our children. It helps them to understand why obedience is important and how that looks, how to do it in an appropriate way. Part two of, the, of this uh, seminar, of this most important seminar, is uh, teaching parents a correction routine. And we start with the first step that we call a break. And this is something that we do to, to help really focus on the child's heart, to help teach the process of repentance, which is so important as we help our kids develop a heart for God as well. You know, what we do in our spiritual training and discipline times is really training for responding to the gospel when God quickens that message in our children's hearts. So you can see how critical this material is, not just in getting obedience in the home, but also in preparing our kids for life uh, as a Christian. We want to teach repentance, which is very much a spiritual, biblical concept. So that's part two. Part three provides our uh, listeners with parents uh, a, a big toolbox of consequences, seven different drawers. If you can imagine that master mechanics toolbox at the, at the garage, uh, he has these great or she has these great big boxes, and each drawer has a number of different tools for different things. We want parents to have lots of options, and this helps them not to panic when they get into a difficult situation with their kids. They know they've got lots of uh, different tools that they can bring out to use with their kids, and it helps them to know when to use each one, which ones work best in which situations, which ones uh, help a child at a particular age maybe when others uh, stop working. Then part four, as we've said, is a positive conclusion, a conversation that deals with past disobedience. It helps put it in perspective, and it develops a plan to do better the next time. And it gives the child an encouraging word that makes it far more likely for them to obey in the future. Now think about just how much more smoothly your home would function if you could master these four parenting areas. Uh, if you had 
a great instruction routine that, that really set your child up for success. Wouldn't that reduce the, the stress in your home? And if you had a variety of tools that you could call on, wouldn't that reduce the panic that often sets in when one tool stops working? We think, oh gosh, what do I do now? My child isn't obeying me and I've tried everything I know. Well, we help parents avoid that uh, panicky feeling. Wouldn't you like to have a better perspective on your child's heart? What's going on there? What does uh, repentance really involve? How does the Holy Spirit help with that? How does the conscience enter into this? We, we touch on all of these subjects, uh, particularly pointing out at every stage, at every part of this, how we're dealing with the child's heart, how we're looking past the behavior. And we're not ignoring the behavior, but we're looking deeper than just behavior to see what's going on in our children's heart. Because that's what we want you to do. We want you to pay attention to this most important part of parenting. Now, you, as you go through this, you're going to be able to handle disrespect, hand, uh, how to handle bad attitudes in your children, and how to discern when it's just childish irresponsibility. And we help you learn all these things so that you don't have to rely on anger to get your child to behave. It's just so important that we, we focus on the heart because that's what God does with us. So often in scripture, we find people who uh, obey with their lips. As Jesus said, they honor God with their lips, but their hearts are far from him, he said. We don't want that to happen in, our, in ourselves, and we don't want it to happen in our children. Finally, in our seminar, we, we help you be able to end your discipline times in a way that produces heart change in your child. At the same time, protecting your relationship with them, and that's one of the most important parts of your job. As an empty nester now, I know that uh, my kids could look good on the outside. I was pretty good at getting them to obey, but I wasn't necessarily great at affecting their heart or even paying attention to what was going on in the heart. It's really easy to do. Satan loves it when we focus on behavior and don't focus on the heart because we can produce little Pharisees in our home. Now that my kids are out of the nest and making their own nests, I see the overriding value of relationship. I was good at, get, good at getting my kids to obey, but sometimes my methods damage the relationship I had with my kids. And I don't want to do that anymore. God has graciously healed some of that damage, but I still wish I had avoided it. This seminar will help all parents in the vital work of training a child's heart. Parents who go through this seminar often write me, they text me, and they speak about how the seminar uh, was effective in helping them not only make changes in their children's behavior, but it changed them first. That's uh, exactly what we want to have happen. That's what the Bible says. We first have to change ourselves. We have to take that log out of our own eyes so that we can take the splinter out of someone else's eye. And that's what we're doing as parenting. Uh, in parenting, we have to help our kids with those little splinters that are in their eyes, in the misbehavior that they uh, naturally have. You know, if we can change ourselves, here's the good news for us as parents. If we learn to change the way we parent, our kids will respond fairly quickly. It's amazing when we begin to do things God's way, God says his word does not come back void. So it is effective. Uh, sometimes we have to hang in there and work at it. And uh, God doesn't say it's easy to do things his way. But it does always say that God's way is effective. It's not just about learning some new tricks and some new techniques, although we, we do teach you a number of those things in this seminar. There's some of that for sure, but even more, parents learn the deep 
an abiding biblical truth that God endorses because they work. They work in us to change our hearts, and they work in our kids to change their hearts. That's the ultimate goal here, is to change the hearts of our kids and then uh, enjoy the behavior that follows. That's, that's why we call this show Parenting Unchained. If we can change the heart, if we focus on the heart, we can be assured that our children will be a pleasure to us. It's not easy. I sure don't want to lead you to believe that parenting ever is easy. It takes time. Doing these routines that we teach uh, means that you'll have to change some things. You may have to set some things aside so you'll have time to do some of these extensive routines. The instruction routine uh, has multiple steps, and it takes a little bit more time than just simply barking out an order. But parent, it's so valuable when you learn to do it the right way, to do it God's way. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Parenting Unchained. I've, I've talked about a seminar called Cooperation Consequences and Keeping Your Sanity. My sincere hope is that you'll contact me immediately to bring this critical seminar to your church. I want to give you my uh, contact information so you can do just that. I want you to go to my website, which is d6culture.com. That's the letter D, the number six, culture.com and go to the seminars tab and you can learn about it there or you can contact me at my email address jimd at biblicalparenting.org or you can call me at 817-907-0727. I look forward to hearing from you soon and I'd love to bring this powerful seminar to your church in the days ahead. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Unchained. To learn more about Dr. Dempsey's ministry or to bring his powerful parenting seminars to your church or school, check out his website at d6culture.com. Listen next week at this same time and find new freedom for your parenting on Parenting Unchained.